1: it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's R-O-N-N-I-E the letter K Radio.com. I cover the Denver Broncos for mile high sports. Of course, you can find me at uh, Dove Valley during practices or at games over there at whatever the heck we're calling the stadium. And of course the the daily Broncos Blitz Podcast. The daily podcast now presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip and a jump away from Coors Field. I know it's a Broncos Podcast, but hey, those Rockies, there are in wildcard playoff division title contention so you head on over there to the uh, course field and then you head on out and across the street to tap 14 just a tremendous place terrific rooftop views uh, and of course the 70 colorado draft beers and the 100 colorado distilled spirits my personal fave and then as i say on each and every podcast you got to get the nachos and you got to get the candied bacon. It is just tremendous. Tap14 on the web. Spell out the word 14 for me. Tap14.com. That's tap14.com. I welcome Jake Meyer to the Broncos Blitz podcast, somebody who has been on the podcast before. Jake, welcome.
0: Yes, a third time here on the Broncos third Blitz podcast. Co- yes, yes. And uh, I could definitely go for some nachos right now. That's for sure.
1: Oh, yes. From uh, our friends at Tap14. Yes. Uh, you know what we're going to do? We're actually going to take this podcast on the road uh, for one of these podcasts. And go up to that rooftop at Tap 14, and I'll bring you along, and we'll have some nachos. Oh, yeah, let's do it. That's tremendous. First, let's talk about these young guys who are on the Broncos team. Now, I don't want to go over every single one because there's a lot of these young guys who are not going to make the roster. But, of course, this draft class has just been getting just a ton of great reviews so far, from Bradley Chubb to guys who were picked in the later rounds, like Sam Jones, undrafted guys. Of course, Phillip Lindsay. seems like he's lighting up the world. If you could quickly sum up, up the the draft class as a whole, though the the guys who were actually selected, what what would you say about it?
0: Well, overall, I would say that this is an a not maybe not an A plus draft, but I would say uh, definitely an A draft if I had to give it a grade. You know, you know, Bradley Chubb, you know, slipped to the Broncos, and that was just a gift from, <laughs> you know, you know, it was just a gift for the Broncos given yes, from the you, Browns. Yes. thank you, Cleveland. <laughs> thank you, Cleveland. Um, you know, I've. Definitely know that they have their starting running back in Royce Freeman. That's for sure. Um, you know, overall the draft class, in a nutshell, is is one of the best I've seen by John Elway.
1: And that's and that's the crazy thing that I think that is. It's, it's so drastic, the the draft class from 2017 to 2018, because 2017, and obviously hindsight is 2020, but there were a lot of picks I didn't like in that 2017 draft, and they are coming to fruition in many of them just being complete disasters. Right. Some of them weren't even going to make this team this year. Uh, Carlos Henderson isn't going to make this team. There's no I way. really don't think Brendan Langley should make this team. Practice really, squad. it's... it's Garrett Bowles and everybody else. Uh, we'll see what Jake Butt does a little bit later. Pick, but obviously that's a, another discussion. Chad for another Kelly podcast. could
0: turn out pretty pretty good.
1: Sure, uh, but. This year, it seems like so many immediate impact players. Uh, do you think that team captain status, that maturity, the four-year starter, because it's no coincidence a lot of these guys were, that's what they were targeting. you think that plays into it?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, they have the experience. They played a lot in college, and, and having that leadership role in college, I think that just brings much more of a uh, uh, a maturity to this draft class, and it's, it's definitely shown already in these first preseason games and training camp much more. Much better than last year's draft class. Well, has and for they sure. can
1: hit the ground running and know what they're you know know what they're looking at right. you because know? it's one thing to be gifted with four two speed four three speed, but when you don't run clean crisp routes, you can't make it onto the field. You know, And I think D- uh, Deshaun Hamilton, Cortland Sutton, a perfect example, guys who, who can make it onto the field because they know the route tree and they are um, a little bit more fundamentally sound when it comes to that. They're not the most amazing specimens in the world, but still they're going to make an impact.
0: And you know, effort beats talent when talent doesn't want to work hard. Whoa! Say that again. Talent or effort beats talent when talent doesn't want to work hard.
1: Okay, I like that. I like that. We may have to adopt that here on the Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, and our friends at Pro Football Focus. Hey, new friend of the program. Love our friends at Pro Football Focus. Use that promo code POD20. That's POD20, POD20, for 20% off your Edge and Elite memberships over there at Pro Football Focus. And uh, I know you've dived into the Pro Football Focus numbers, Jake. I do it as well. They are just tremendous. Uh, they do great work over there at Pro Football football focus. Let's look at some of these individual uh, draft class players. Uh, and I want to start with the running back. Cause you hinted on it, Denver's starting running back. And I know maybe that doesn't mean a ton to everybody because CJ Anderson's gone. And you know, what, right. what do you really got in Devontae Booker? But Royce Freeman has just looked super impressive. What kind of, what kind of numbers do you see? What kind of expectation is there? Is this going to be a Royce Freeman kind of leads the pack as far as a running back by committee or do you think Royce Freeman is the guy solidified at the top
0: oh it's going to be running back by committee just because they have so many guys and and from a production standpoint I think that's going to take away from his numbers but I think you could see around you know 1200 total yards from Royce Freeman in both the passing and running game and you know a lot of people coming in as they drafted Royce Freeman were talking about the tread on his tires but you know, for the early part of his NFL career, I don't think that's going to be a bad thing. I necessarily think that's going to be a good thing for Royce Freeman in the early parts of his career. But going on later in his career, it will affect him. But you know, right off the bat, you know, I, I see a lot of touchdowns and more situational running by Royce Freeman in these preseason games, and he's shown great vision. So I am definitely excited to see Royce Freeman in a starting role. for And the I Broncos.
1: know this is cliche, and everybody's going to hear and they're going to roll their eyes. You can hear it rolling their eyes now. He has a nose for the end zone. I don't know what it is, but he just has this like instinctive knowing that that he knows exactly how much spacing, you know, particularly and I saw this on the, the 24 yard touchdown in the last previous preseason game where he, he shed a couple tackles. He didn't look to run guys over because he knew he was just one broken tackle away. And I think that's that kind of mentality where maybe a different running back who knows they can run a guy over because we know Royce Freeman can run some guys. Over. Oh, yeah. That's not needed, though. That's not needed. You break an arm tackle, and you're in the end zone for six. So uh, I think Freeman's got that, and I really like him. And 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 I want to shift gears, though, because uh, as we've talked about Royce Freeman a lot as far as a running back uh, that was drafted by the Broncos, a guy who was undrafted, who has lightened the, the – the I, I want to say the Denver market on fire because I don't know how well-known Philip Lindsay is right. nationally dot, dot, dot yet – how good is Philip Lindsay? How much usage do you think Denver uses him this year?
0: Oh, he's going to have usage in, in so many different aspects of the game. Pretty much all facets of the game except for defense. You know, he's the best gunner that they have on special teams. Yeah, um, a very underrated skill he has. Right, right. And you know, he just seems like he wants to be there. And you know, he he's going to be used. I think more in the passing game when it comes to the offense. But you know, also in the kick return and punt return. You know, he's going to be very effective, and I think he's going to be used quite a bit. In a, in a lot of facets for the Denver Broncos. And,
1: and we saw it in the first drive of the preseason game against Washington where, you know, he's lined up as a, and, and I believe there was a changed play there by, by Case Keenan because he saw an extra blitzer coming from the left side. And there was a slight little, it was a little rub route, right? You know, Cor- Corlin Sutton kind of, you know, whoops, I, I'm magically in the way of everybody, <laughs> you know, but, but you take advantage of that big body. And then all of a sudden here comes Philip Lindsay coming out easy wheel route, uh, Keenum drops it right on the money and and boom, you've got a first down and then more, uh, and you're really pushing it down the field. Uh, it it, it. Do you think he's used more as a receiver than anything on offense? I mean, what what would his role be? I guess uh, on the offense in particular, is it more running? Is it is it uh, short yardage stuff as a receiver? More first down stuff? What do you what do you
0: think? Well, you know, when it comes to running the ball, I think that when he's just gonna he's gonna have to take the load off of Royce Freeman every now and then. So I think, you know, maybe use him in in the third, maybe third. After you get like maybe your second or third first down on the drive, that's when you throw Philip Lindsay in there. Maybe to bring in a change of pace, right? Change of pace back for you know the uh, maybe first or second downs, and um, you know I think he's definitely going to be used in the passing game out of the backfield, but you could also use him as a slot receiver in 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 times as well, and maybe red zone situations. But you know Philip Lindsay. He's a guy that I'm very high on, and I think that he's going to have a tremendous year this year. I'm
1: really excited for him, too. And and I don't th- particularly think I, I, I don't like to think I'm biased towards any players. And I know everybody wants to think, well, he's the local kid. Well, no. I mean, I, when I see good talent and when I see somebody who wants it, and I look at the little details when I'm at practice, right. it's very clear. Philip Lindsay wants to rise above the rest with the little details from uh, running suicides and actually touching the ground to right. uh, you know touching the cone on those certain drills, being first in line. You may think all those small little details don't mean anything. They do. It shows a mentality, and it shows a, a real hunger and a drive. And this is a guy who's kind of making everybody else look bad because remember, this guy was undrafted. This right. is a guy who was not invited to the combine, and this is a guy who yet is still really lighting the the Denver Broncos roster on fire because everybody is in love with this guy and his hunger and his desire the defensive players can't talk enough about him and it's it's a genuine uh discussion of of somebody who they respect and appreciate
0: right and you know what at first it was just the local kid story but then yeah once he's proved what he could do on the football field on an on the NFL level, that's when everything changed that's when you knew he was the real deal and and you know like I said, you know, effort beats talent when talent doesn't want to work hard. And it, Phillip shows that every single day.
1: It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. And, of course, the, the Rockies still in that wildcard chase. So maybe post game from a Colorado Rockies-Coors Field win, you head on over to Tap 14 and enjoy that rooftop view. Let's talk about the wide receiver options for Case Keenum. Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, two rookie guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there one in particular that maybe rises above the other? Cause I know Cortland Sutton really kind of, uh, really stood out early and then kind of trailed off. But I, I still think Deshaun Hamilton in between the twenties where you're gobbling up those big crucial third and sixes, you know, where it's not really a running down anymore. It's really a throwing down, but he can kind of nestle himself in between the defense and find those pockets in the zones where I think he can be very effective.
0: You know, I, I really don't think either guy has separated one from another because just because both guys have, have shown out tremendously in this in this preseason and training camp. I mean, Cortland Sutton, of course, he's the big body that everybody's fallen in love with, but Deshaun Hamilton, all the crisp route runnings, I, I'm telling you, it seems like every time this guy finds a way to get open, and, and that's what you want. And it seems like Case Keenum, even on that opening drive, um, I think it was in the Bears game, and, and, and DT didn't get to start that game, you know, Deshaun Hamilton got the start ahead of Cortland Sutton, so it shows that the Denver Broncos believe in both those guys just as equally, and I, I feel the same way.
1: Well, in Case Keenum, it, it's really clear when you look at the targets, he has some sort of natural chemistry with Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. and that may be just because they're buddies, they, they, they have personalities that match, whatever the case. I think it's because of the style of play that Emmanuel Sanders right. is. Emmanuel Sanders is not a jump ball 50-50 guy. Uh, he is a clean, crisp route runner. He's going to win the battle right off the right off the line. And I think that's what you envision a best case scenario for Deshaun Hamilton. And so mm-hmm. I, I think it will be a, a wide receiver that maybe sneaks up on everybody. Because I know everybody wants to talk about the, the sky and over Josh Norman right. and the, the 50-50 balls that are now what seems like 70-30 in favor of Cortland Sutton because he's just so big. I like that. I I, I think that's awesome. But don't don't turn away from this Deshaun Hamilton kid because I think he's going to be really, really something that that could be special for the Denver Broncos. Of course, the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14 and our friends at Pro Football Focus Pod 20. Use that promo code. That's Pod 20 for 20% off your Edge and Elite memberships. Let's talk about some of these linebackers. Because there's a lot of good ones here. Uh, Obviously, Bradley Chubb, fifth overall. You know what you're getting in Bradley Chubb. Going to be a good player. Somebody who's turning heads, though. Josie Jewell, Jeff Holland. In particular, for Jewell Holland... Are these guys that you think Denver has to get on the fifty-three man roster? Do you think you can slip them to the practice squad? Do you not even want them on the fifty-three man roster? How are you feeling between those two? Because obviously Chubb is on the roster,
0: right? Obviously Chubb is on the roster. Josie Jewell, on the other hand, um, you know, I hear a lot of comparisons with you know other NFL linebackers. Uh, I've I've heard people compare him to Luke Kuechly, and, and that's what you want out of a linebacker. And and a lot of people, you know, they think that he can't cover. But when I would watch his his college film, he was always effective in the passing game. He had a few interceptions as well. So, you know, he, he could work on his speed, but at that that will develop in time. So I think Josie Jewell is a guy who needs to be on this 53-man roster.
1: Yeah, Jewell, absolutely. I think Jewell's going to be one of those players that I was really curious to know if immediately out of the gate if he could be effective. And it's very clear, I think, that he can be. And the reason I say that is because, you know, at Iowa, there was a defensive scheme that essentially funneled the Running back to Jewel. Right. Uh, a la very much uh, kind of Denver did it a lot with Al Wilson, you know, and, and he reminds me kind of this Al Wilson guy. Guy who's going to get in your face and stick it on you. You know, that's what you do. Uh, traditional uh, run, it,
0: it, a linebacker. A very
1: traditional inside linebacker and somebody who can really tango with even some of the bigger uh, running backs. He's not going to be a guy who's going to completely take your head off. He's not going to be sideline to sideline diving around like you know uh, a, a real athletic linebacker right. would. But somebody who could really help out that run defense, and I, I really like the jewel pick a lot. And I know a lot of people criticize the the pick potentially because uh, they could have had a quarterback at that spot, but uh, certainly I think Jewel is the right guy for them, and certainly could be immediately seeing active duty and, and could potentially be a long term option yeah. for Denver.
0: And you know inside line linebacker was just another one of those holes I would I don't want to say holes for the Denver Broncos but it was it, it needed some work so you know adding Josie Jula in that pick I think it was the better move than going for a quarterback and uh, Jeff Holland on the other hand you know that's a guy who you know he going to Auburn he, he plays the best talent in college so he you know what he is going to be but at the same time he I think he's one of those guys that you could Put on the practice squad. He's he's more of a uh, a low profile guy. So you know, I think Jeff Holland. He's shown well in in some of the preseason games. He got a sack, I think, in the Bears game. And uh, you know, Jeff Holland. He he's good. He's a good outside linebacker, uh, pass rushing threat. So, um, but he's one guy that I could think could slip to the practice. I, squad. I
1: like Holland a lot. I I think if there's room, you get him on the fifty three. I I'm scared. I have to be honest. I'm a little scared about Holland trying to slip through the waivers. Not really sure if we can make it happen. We'll see. But certainly going to be a name to watch. It's cut day coming up on Saturday. But I
0: think that they have too many outside linebackers at that point if you bring in Jeff Holland on the 53. There's a lot I mean, of depth here. Right. There's a he, lot
1: of depth at he, linebacker.
0: Uh, I mean, you're talking about,
1: uh, you know, obviously the addition of Chubb and, and Jewel makes a big difference. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, essentially, you had guys who were basically just returning starters. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of depth all across the board uh, as far as the defensive side goes. And certainly trying to add the depth. And uh, our last guy that we're going to talk about is Isaac Yadam, of course, at corner. Now, they bring in Adam Jones. Uh, obviously, I, 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 Yadam has taken a lot of crap this mm-hmm. week. Uh, I am not not as as I don't know if brutal is the best word. I'm not as critical of Yadam as some others are because I know Yadam is inexperienced and he's going to be grabby and he's going to get caught uh, in, in bad situations. But I think there are flashes there that show a, a corner who can be a very effective guy. I mean, we're, we're talking about the prototypical corner body, a little bit taller, actually, 6'1", 190. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody, if he fills out a little bit more and just it instinctually can be a little bit faster, you know, particularly... Uh, there was a, a preseason. I think it was the third preseason game where he was covering a a little quick slant near the end zone, and it ended up being a touchdown. But mm-hmm. you know, you as as a corner, I think you got to read that and know that that's coming. I mean, that's a that's a pretty. I mean, I was screaming at the TV. <laughs> I was slant. screaming I was like that's gonna be a quick slant Cover it, Isaac. Uh, but he will get better at that. Uh, right. Your
0: thoughts on Yadam. You know, Yadam, You know, I, I really think that he can develop into something good. You know, a lot of people have been saying that he's always finding himself in the right position he just has to turn his head around and and you know make a play on the ball but you know I'm almost glad that he's getting uh, attacked by some of these quarterbacks in these preseason games because that makes you better when you mess up you learn from those mistakes it'll make you better and you know like you said he's a rookie so he's got a lot of a lot of learning to do but I think Isaac Adam once he develops as a player and, and like you said you know puts on a little bit more weight I think he could be something special.
1: I agree. I mean, it's it's one of those, you know, and it's funny because we always talk about preseason and we're always critical of these players. And and I say this a lot about quarterbacks, too. You know, sometimes it's not bad to throw interceptions because quarterbacks are still learning offenses as well, too. You know, as corners, you're still learning tendencies as well, too. Right. This kid is a rookie. This kid is a rookie. And it, it doesn't matter in preseason. So uh, give him some time. Uh, if and, and it's that it's I don't need to see him be a lockdown cover corner. Uh, by any means. I don't expect it. If you if you find it, great. uh, But you don't. Right. But just flashes that you can be a competent corner, that's enough for me at this stage in the game for for Adams. So,
0: Especially when he's just a rookie. So.
1: Yeah. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. And then, of course, our friends at Pro Football Focus, the edge and elite memberships. Use that promo code POD20. That's POD20 for 20% off your subscription. Uh, Jake? Tell us about On Campus, the radio show.
0: Yes, On Campus, the CSU pre- or post-game show. I will be talking all Denver sports. I don't just talk about the Rams, but you know this this Friday is the Rocky Mountain Showdown, so I will be— You'll be at the game? I'll, I'll be, be at the game, yeah. Right. I'll, I'll, we'll be at the game, and I'll, on Saturday from noon to 2, I'll be breaking down everything Rams and Buffs and you know covering the rest of the Denver sports scene as well. And I'll lead you all the way through the NCAA college football season.
1: There you go. So, of course, the pre- and post-game, depends on when CSU plays, but the pre- and post-game of uh, Mile High Sports for the CSU Rams, of course, uh, Mile High Sports is the home affiliate, for the Denver side at least, for the Colorado State Athletics. So be sure to catch that on uh, AM 1340 FM 1 over 7. Jake, where can they find you on Twitter?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Jake Meyer Radio. Of course, you can find me on Twitter and follow
1: at Ronnie K Radio. That's R O N N I E, the letter K Radio, on Twitter. And then, of course, my work at milehighsports.com. I will be covering the preseason game, the fourth and final one, which will be coming up uh, tomorrow. And then, as well, obviously, going into the regular season. So, it should be a lot of fun. Lastly, Jake, give me the most um, production wise on the field, the most effective rookie not named. Bradley Chubb for the Denver Broncos this year.
0: Mm, that one's tough. It's going to be between I think Deshaun Hamilton and Royce Freeman. Obviously, Royce Freeman is going to be you know a very productive running back for the Denver Broncos. You know I think he he's shown that he is their number one back. But Deshaun Hamilton, he's a little bit slept on. You know everybody's fallen in love with Cortland Sutton, but I think Deshaun has a chance to be very productive in as a third third option for Case Keenum.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to cheat. Okay. Cheat my own rules. Uh, I'm going to give you Royce Freeman. Uh, I, th- I think Freeman's going to be a player in this yes. league. Uh, maybe not for the long haul because I think he's got a lot of tread on those legs, but certainly somebody immediately out of the gate. Uh, man, I really like Philip Lindsay. I really like Philip Lindsay. I, I think mm. production-wise, this is a guy who could be nearing Right. I will just say this. This is a guy total yardage wise, I think can be extremely effective but more importantly also getting those weird wacky kind of uh third down situations where you you really can't run the football. Right. Um but he does bring that threat of running it, so he kind of comes in as a third-down back and is so versatile. And, and I think is just somebody that Denver will use. That uh, I think you know, I, and I say this a lot about players. You know, once you once you make the roster, I really don't care where you're drafted. I really right. don't, uh, whether you're a first or a seventh rounder, undrafted you're a part of the team and and I look at it as can you be productive and I think I, I think they are going to use Lindsey I think he is going to be productive and the NFL will know Philip Lindsey's name uh, at the end of the year, I, I'm pretty no positive doubt. on that. So you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K. Radio. Of course, the Broncos Blitz podcast, previous archives of the podcast. That includes player interviews, coaches' interviews, breakdowns, discussions, games, uh, breakdowns, all kinds of fun stuff at milehighsports.com. That's where you can find the uh, Broncos Blitz podcast. Jake, thank you so much. Absolutely. Appreciate it. I'd love uh, this to come weekend, on again. Uh, noon to two on campus radio show, pre and post game CSU. Not this week because it's the Rocky Mountain Showdown, (laughs) but you can follow him on Twitter, at Jake Meyer Radio. uh, Meyer traditional spelling.
0: Yes, M-E-I-E-R. There you go.
1: At Ronnie K. Radio and, of course, at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.